Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. And this week, we're digging into PvP on a very specific game with a very specific history in that space for gaming. I'm talking to two of the senior developers attached to Diablo Immortal. Scott Shikoff is the principal game designer and Chris Zierhut is the senior system designer working on Diablo Immortal, which is Blizzard's mobile version of the Diablo experience. I've managed to have hands-on with the alpha and it feels great. It feels like real Diablo. And we are talking PvP in this discussion today, deep diving on the whole system that they're releasing for this mobile Diablo. It's called the Cycle of Strife. It is this whole server-wide faction-based endgame system that is going to be part of the game. And the more we talked about it, the deeper it goes. There's so many layers to this thing, which I think is what the crunchy stuff that serious PvP fans want. So... Yeah, we dive in the deep end. We talk about how the whole system works, the way in which you get to climb to the top. But to kick off the interview, I simply asked why they felt it was so important to put a serious hardcore PvP system into a game like Diablo Immortal. A robust PvP system is something that players have wanted for a while now. And we've maybe gone a little bit over the top, but we are introducing something called the Cycle of Strife with Diablo Immortal. It's a server-wide faction-based PvP system that's a, a kind of a king of the hill vibe. So you have your group, the Immortals, that are a really relatively small number of players on the server at any given time that are, you can almost think of them as of the elite, right? This is uh a pinnacle. This is an aspirational goal. And they're trying to hold on to that top spot for as long as they can. Uh, then you have everyone else who is trying to push them off that hill. And those are the shadows, which anyone over the course of a cycle, which is season cycles, you can think of them the same. Uh, you have the shadows who are trying to oust the sitting immortals and become the new immortals themselves. And to do all of this, I mean, that's a really high-level overview of something that's actually really intricate, has a lot of interlocking parts, and uh, has a lot for players to do with it. Thinking about the idea of bringing PvP to Immortal, was it for you always a must-have in the game, or was it something that was tinkered with and then there was a decision along the way to think, you know what, we can we can pull this off well? 
it was actually proposed very early in the project. We wanted to be more of an MMO, more of this big social game. So we needed a big social feature to get all the players involved and, and battling for and against each other, working together and working against each other. And a, a PvP system that would involve them all was one of the best ways we saw to do that. And we had this idea and we'd never seen it done before like this in other games. So it looked really, really cool. And, and something would involve, like I said, players in a big social game. I mean, in pure vibe terms, I, you know, I keep kind of thinking about are we getting the kind of heavy metal PvP or like a surgeon-like precision version of PvP? <laughs> what, what's the vibe going to be? Well, anything that has heavy metal in it is going to be where I want to head anyway. So I think that I think it, you, you nailed it there. And um, also, I'm going to see if Wyatt will let me call something heavy metal in the game. I don't know if it'll be allowed. I'll, I'll check later. Um, but yeah, we we totally lend ourselves more to that heavy metal vibe because uh, Diablo is you know it's a very actiony combat game, and when you're playing it on on mobile device. It's about your group, what you're doing, what you're able to see and understand happening on the screen. And so it, I don't know that it would make sense for PvP to feel surgical in a Diablo game. I think, uh, and I just keep wanting to say it, heavy metal. Uh, I think that's really <laughs> the right way to describe it. So Right. And honestly, uh, that sort of surgical precision also doesn't fit a mobile game very well. You want something where the controls are going to be easy to use because you could be in any kind of environment. So that sort of big battle with, with big sweeps of action is going to fit the control scheme a lot better. And again, fit the Diablo universe better. Yeah, I mean, that's a great call out. We know that the Diablo universe is something that uh, players love and, and you're going to have a lot of players who they love Diablo and this might be their first mobile game of this kind, you know, this sort of action adventure on mobile. Uh, and so we really wanted to make sure that for those players who were maybe for the first time getting their hands on a virtual joystick, using virtual buttons, that it was going to feel like Diablo, it was going to be intuitive, and they were going to be able to play it right out of the gate. And then, of course, on the other side of the coin as well, you're going to have um, people who love mobile games, but maybe have never had the chance, the opportunity to play a Diablo game. And so we really wanted to, to meld those things together. And we considered both sides of that when, when looking at what it would mean for PvP. Yeah, cool. Do you feel like it's going to give people a variation in the style of play compared to running different kinds of PvE style content? You know, I know certainly in, you know, I'm a massive old WoW nerd. And so I know that if you're playing PvP, you almost change your loadout a little bit so that you're, you know, because you're using your skills in a completely different way to go into that style of combat. Is that sort of the way you think people will will treat it, that they treat it differently, or is it almost like just a way to kind of show off the, the cool stuff that you've you know, you've put together on your character? Probably it's a, it's a way to show off what you've gotten and in some ways a, a justification for why did you get it, <laughs> yeah. right? right? One of the, you know, you, you go out to get this awesome gear so you can take it into battles and crush your enemies with it. I mean, what else can you do with it? But also <laughs> I think uh, one of the aspects of our PvP battles and I think is a very PvE-ish thing, which we have this event that Scott will talk about more, which is raiding the vaults. You go into the vault where you start off attacking the the monsters or the guardians of the vault, which are not players; they're you know computer controlled. But eventually, uh, if you if you accidentally set off the alarms, the immortals would come to defend it from the shadows who are attacking it. So you end up with a PvP in the middle of PvE combat. So it's a, it's much closer to Diablo combat. You're going to want to go in there with your best stuff for killing monsters, but be prepared in case the enemy shows up too. Yeah, uh, it's it's really important to know that within the cycle of strife, it is a mixture of PVE and PVP activities. The thing that we care a lot about is that players are able to have fun and participate 
it, whether you're a shadow or an immortal, and feel like you're able to contribute to your faction, even if maybe you aren't the best PvPer on the server. Uh, run the Path of Blood, which is a PvE solo experience to see how far you can push yourself. Do contracts, which are sort of extended themed quests just for the shadows, and you're going to be improving your faction without even doing PvP. And then as you get stronger, as you go out in the world and you play all the different content and you find the legendary equipment you're looking for, when you're ready, take it into PvP and, and see what you can do. The the one other thing that I want to call out really quick is we think it's very important that when you get a piece of gear or when you learn a skill, that once you understand how to use it or how uh how it works, that it works the same in PvE or PvP. We don't want you to have to relearn a skill because you're in one mode or another. Yeah. Now, it may mean, however, that we need to implement some global rules. So let's say you have an item that, or, or a skill that puts a five-second stun on a monster. In PvE, great, five seconds, who cares? In PvP, that's an eternity. We can't do that. Yeah. So we may have rules where no stun can last longer than two seconds, and maybe it has diminishing returns, um, but that would be a global rule, and it, we wouldn't want to focus on a specific skill or a specific piece of equipment to make the game feel right. Yeah, let's dig in a little bit more on a couple of these you know, features that are around it. We've, you've sort of touched on Immortals and Shadows. Um, and then I see we've got this. Uh, now, I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong. Is it Kian or Kyan, Kyan's Ordeal, and then the Raid the Vault system? So, it does seem like there's like lots of, you know, it isn't just run out into a field and just right. try to beat yeah. each other up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll talk about Kion's ordeal a little bit. So yeah, Kion. Uh, and there will be a test later. So <laughs> okay, yeah, you've got you've got you've got Kion. You've got Deadessa. You've got Akiba. Don't I, worry. I, even developers will fail it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Kion's ordeal. It is a forty-eight person raid. Uh, it is PVE. Way it works is. 48 players go into an area, they break off into four groups of 12, and they fight uh, a boss monster from a pool of possible enemies. And the goal is to coordinate and synchronize so that all of these bosses are killed as close to the same time as possible, because each time one dies, the others get stronger. So, yeah. And if you're able to succeed at uh, Kyan's Ordeal, the immortals and uh, I, I don't actually know if I've mentioned them yet, but the adventurers. So uh, quick aside. Yep. The, the shadows and immortals are, it, that's an opt in system for right. players who do not choose to opt in. They are considered adventurers. Um, so that adventurer just means you are not a shadow or an immortal. Yep. So if, if the immortals win uh kinds of deal, they get the blessing of Deadessa. And this provides a buff to the mortals and adventurers so that whenever they run an elder rift, they get better rewards. And uh, if the immortals lose that blessing because they're not able to regularly defeat Kion's ordeal, the shadows get the buff. So over time, it gets harder and more expensive for immortals to continue earning this buff. And the shadows the whole time are whittling away at the resource immortals need to do it by raiding the vault. So when shadows go in and raid the vault, they are trying to steal two types of things from the immortals primarily. They're trying to steal that resource that lets them attempt Kion's ordeal. And they're also trying to steal items from an immortal-specific vault. So as players with the buff on the immortal side are, are running these Elder Rifts, 
new equipment is being created and stored in the special immortal vault. This equipment uh, lives in that vault for a week. During that week, members of the Immortals can say, hey, I want that, uh, that item, I want that item, and we have an internal system that decides who gets what. But that gear is stuck in that vault for the week. So during the week, while the Shadows are raiding it, while they're within the vault, if they find a chest, they open it up, they have a chance to directly steal that item out of there. So let's say there's a Legendary sitting in the vault you really want, you've worked really hard, you should be the one to get it. And then the shadows steal it. Uh, <laughs> chances are you're probably going to want to be sure to defend the vault whenever you can. And immortals can defend the vault if, as Chris mentioned, the shadows trip the alarm. Yeah. So. Right. And also, what's part of that the, sort of the push pull of the whole cycle? The immortals have a harder and harder time continuing to do Kyan's ordeal. Eventually, they're going to falter. They're going to lose that buff, and all the, the shadows now get the buff, and all the adventurers are starting to think, huh? The shadows got the buff now. Maybe I should go and join the shadows, right? So maybe they give the they give the immortals a pass the first couple times this happened, but you know it's been three or four days since they had the buff, dude. I'm joining the shadows, and that's part of what leads to the downfall of the immortals. They have to keep the buff up to keep the populace happy, or they're going to get pulled down. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Look, I mean, this really does sound great. The more you go into it, the more it shows, yeah, as you sort of said right near the start, that there's a real sort of depth and complexity and sort of an interconnectedness to all of this. A lot of the times when people think about, you know, a mobile gaming experience, they're thinking about that whole idea of, you know, snackable content, not necessarily that sort of depth of engagement. You know, know, I've had access to the alpha, so I know that that, wonderful experience of just sitting down and going, this really does feel like a real Diablo game on a mobile. It doesn't feel sort of cut down in some way. But how do you then make sure you're delivering that balance and that care to you know, keep someone at that right level of engagement where they think, well, you know, I am on a mobile platform and therefore I might be sort of trying to just jump in here and there. But it does seem like you're trying to sort of elevate that idea and not just treat it like it's a mobile game. The, the key is we have lots of different things you can do in the game. Yeah. Some of them are bite-sized, and some of them are medium-sized, and some of them are larger-sized. Yeah, cool. If I just want to log into the game and play for five minutes, go in, do an Elder Rift, bam, you can do it, and, you're, and you'll be done within five minutes. Got a little bit more time, maybe do a dungeon, maybe do a couple bounties, 
got an hour to go, well, then maybe you get involved in some of the stuff with rating and defending the vault. It depends yeah. on how much time you have and you decide how to spend it. And, and no one's expected to sit down and play for four hours straight, but you're, you're going to be playing on and off during the days as much as you have time to. But, but there's definitely those times when you, when you sit down on the couch and relax and, and play for maybe a little bit longer than five minutes. But if you want to play for just five, you totally can. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned, if you do decide to participate in the cycle of strife, you don't lose access to anything that you had before. So if you see a piece of the cycle of strife that you want to do, but you know that maybe I need 20 minutes set aside for that, and maybe you'll do that later, and you've got five minutes, you log in and also do a bounty, right? You don't mm-hmm. lose your bounties. You can, you can, if you do have, you know, that 15, 20 minutes, maybe you run a dungeon. Uh, the important thing is that all this cycle of strife stuff is, add on, right? It is, it is extra pieces. And even within there, there are bite-sized things. So as I mentioned for the shadows, um, go try a floor on the path of blood. If that might only take you a minute, might take it 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Um, depending on how you compare to the difficulty level (laughs) of that floor, uh, when it comes to raiding the vault, Maybe you have a key, you know, because you have to earn keys to be allowed to raid the vault. Maybe you have a key and you can't raid the vault right now, but the key doesn't go away. So when you have a little bit of time later, hop in, raid the vault. Uh, one thing I will note, by the way, because, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are going to be playing the mortals are going to be very dedicated. Like I said, this is a hard thing to achieve. Yeah. Um, we still don't want to make it feel like you have to be online 24 hours a day. So even things like raid the vault have windows. So you know, the windows when someone would even be allowed to attempt to raid the vault and maybe certain players will base their playtime around that, or maybe they won't because again, they're not, it's not one person that's in, you know, protecting the vault. It's all the immortals. Yeah. Uh, and other activities. So one of the ones I haven't mentioned yet is called the right of exile. Uh, this is as the shadows grow in power, they eventually get the opportunity to try and overthrow the sitting immortals. Uh, this is done through a weekly event called the Rite of Exile. So this is a special event, happens at the same time each week. It's uh, 10 simultaneous 8v8 battles. If the if the shadows win at least half of these, then they get the opportunity to overthrow the sitting immortal. Uh, and, and like I said, that's a fixed time. So you know when that's going to be. And you can try and, if you want to participate in that and you've worked yourself into a position where you'll be able to, uh, you might schedule around that specifically but it's not it's not daily and if the immortals win on that right of exile then they're they're in control for another week so they know that they have that next week to play as they see fit there's a lot here for the kinds of people who yeah want to just you know go deep 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 i mean even through the testing phases so far i'm you know i've been one of the more filthy casuals and just been enjoying exploring sort of the world when i've had that chance but i know plenty of people who have you know, just been like, well, when can I like explore more level cap? And when can I? <laughs> it's like there's plenty yeah. of people out there who uh, are seeking uh, the extremes of of how far they can push content in this game already uh, through that testing phase. You know, what's that sort of felt like um, for you all to see people wanting to know, you know, how deep this is going to let them go? Yeah, it, it's an interesting question because you know, for all uh, cycle strife is so big and it's very hard for us internally to really know how it's going to work or how it's going to go. We need so many people. These systems are based on having so many people 
on the server participating, seeing what their play styles are like, seeing what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, finding all the places that are working uh, well and finding the places that need improvement. And so for me, just having players finally, like Chris mentioned, we, you know, this has been in the works for a long time, having players finally able to get into this system and, and really help us tear it apart. All it does is make the game better. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I like, I love, if they find a thing that's not working, I love when they find a thing that I thought was going to be too complex. And they're like, no, totally get it. So just, just having people playing, working through all these systems and finding all the thing, all the bright spots and all the dark spots and figuring out how to, how to fix and improve wherever we yeah. can. Diablo Immortal is going to be a live game, a live MMO that goes on for years. So this is just the beginning of that cycle of, collecting feedback from players, helping having them find the places where there's rough edges and problems and fixing them. We fix them, they play new things, and this the cycle of give, back, give and take with our community goes on and on forever. So this is that first stage we've really been looking forward to, seeing them actually play the game, seeing what works and sometimes what doesn't and which classes and, and abilities are too strong and which aren't good enough. So we start all that balance process. It's, it's just really exciting to dig into. Yeah, I, I love, you know, and watching, uh, especially on the Australian server, watching some of the things are like, oh, this is going to take a long time. This is going to be really hard. And then players just demolish it. We're like, okay, <laughs> time to make it tougher. <laughs> yeah. so. A big part of kind of PvP questions then, of course, is balancing classes, um, mm-hmm. not just the world. So, you know, how how deep has that gone so far? Or, you know, have you already sort of you know got sort of ideas of how that sort of the regularity, I guess, of patches and processes like that will be? So we've already put a lot of thought into what is our philosophy on on class balance. We wanted to have that all lined up before the players get there. Um, and the key idea on class balance is every class is valuable, viable and no class is dominant. And as long as we stay within those parameters, we're in a good place. If you reach the point where you say, hey, we can't go to this battleground unless we have a crusader, we have a problem. If you yeah. say, no, no wizards allowed. Again, we have a problem, right? So we need to keep everybody within those, those range. Again, every class is viable. No class is dominant. Um, in terms of, of our PvP combat, we've decided the real focus for now is on the 4v4 scale of PvP. So you think of Battleground as an 8v8, but there's split objectives. You don't ever have the whole team in one place. So roughly, you have about four players from each t- team in one place at a time. You think about raiding the vault, there's four, four people raiding, potentially four defenders. So 4v4 is really the scale we focused on. And it's also a good scale where like, you don't have to micro into the exact specific abilities on each class to make sure it's a perfect fair fight because it's a little bit more loose than that. It's more about team coordination and planning and working together than it is about specific abilities that you use. At least that's our target. So, so focusing on that 4v4 scale. And then, of course, if something's really busted, something's really, really strong, we're going to fix it immediately. But for the most part, our goal is to make minor skill rebalancing on a continual basis. So minor skill rebalancing as needed. Um, again, as we, Scott mentioned earlier, we want skills to function the same everywhere, regardless if it's PV or PVP. It has the same rules, but we can't have those special rules like the, like the stun durations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so I guess lastly, you know, how do people show off their awesomeness then? Yeah, they're kind of going to be ladders or different areas where someone's name is going to show up for being, you know, one of the best immortals ever on the server, etc. Yeah. So there, I mean, we do have things like challenge rifts where mm-hmm. you'll see who has achieved what and when. Yeah. But if you're talking immortal specific, we have some of the biggest ways to show off for immortals. So 
uh, the immortal leader will get a statue of themselves in Westmarch that will be visible during their reign. Cool. Uh, and, and it updates every day. So if the immortal gets new equipment, the statue will update to reflect that. We also have the wall of honor, which shows for the life of the server shows the leader and the lieutenants and the roster, the people who helped found it, right? They were part of the winning dark house. So even when an existing group of immortals is overthrown, they will forever be part of that wall of honor. And you'll always be able to go back and see, you know, if you were one of those people, see yourself on there. Uh, And then one of the other cool cosmetic things that immortals get, uh, something called the immortal cloak. It's kind of a glowing, almost looks like caustic water cloak that they get to show off effects cloak as they run around. Cool. That's only on them while they are an immortal. And, you know, we've already seen, uh, seen people who are are playing on the Australian server, they become an immortal, they have that cloak. Suddenly they're getting a lot of group invites. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> the mystery. I love it. Um look clearly uh yeah last question. I know you're going to give me a very straight answer. Um when can everybody play? Soon. Uh, yeah, soon. The blizzard perfect. answer, Capitalist right? Soon. <laughs> yep, perfect. That's right. <laughs> Look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And it's, yeah, great to you know, hear this. Obviously, people have been desperate. You know, there wasn't really much PvP in the, you know, in all things Diablo 3. This feels like a good fishing line to throw out there and uh, rip people over on, onto uh, Diablo Immortal. Yeah, my pleasure. Like I said, I it's such a big system. Everyone, you know, those who are who have had the opportunity to try it out, please continue to send feedback, and uh, hopefully we can get more people playing before you know it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.